Jess Corcoran. And I'm Laura McCann. Welcome to the Thriving While Nine to Fiving podcast. everybody welcome to episode 12 of the podcast before you do anything else before we carry on with this episode i need you to pick up your phone and i need you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and if you're listening on spotify or apple i need you to go and leave a review and it's very easy to do on apple Podcasts. and if you're on spotify i'll be honest i didn't know so you have to google how to write a review but we'd really really appreciate it if you would so please make that your first thing if you've just you know if you just stepped into the bath to have like a relaxing hour while we talk to you you've got to do that first that's more important than self-care is uh, is writing us a review so yeah <laughs> that, i just i just have to start off with that because every week i think i need to say to people you need to leave us a review yeah. um and also, everyone that's reviewed us so far is very lovely. But the people that I work with, so my actual, like, real-life friends, if you can all write a review too, please, because I know that you listen to it. So if you can write a review, that would be great. Um, so, so, yeah, that's, like, my my start and speech anyway. So we'll kick things off, Laura. Tell me what's been happening, all the good things that have been happening in your, like, last two weeks since we last spoke. So, I did a really big thing last Saturday. Massive. Which was, um, one of my friends in Liverpool, his running group is called West Coast Runners, um, and they are on Instagram, WCR Liverpool, if you want to go check them out and join them. They do loads of really cool events and stuff. Um, but they do this thing every year called Chase the Sun, so it's on the Saturday that's closest to the longest day of the year. Oh, that makes sense. I get it. So this past Saturday, um, basically what you have to do is just see how far you can go on your feet, like how many miles you can do, um, in between sunrise and sunset. So with it being like the longest day of the year, then it's like the long as many hours as physically possible for you to go mm-hmm. as far as possible um so i did that and i did like 39 miles which basically works out as a marathon plus a half marathon um and i came fourth out of everybody who did it and i was the only girl in the top 10 and it was i can't believe it that you massive. did like nearly seventy thousand steps in one day laura yeah. like i'm just flabbergasted i was only 30 meters off third spot as well and fair play to the oh. organizers they like they messaged me and said oh if you um you know if you check your watch or something that have been recording me like in strava mm. see if there's a more accurate thing because sometimes they just round things up yeah. and we'll make sure that you are fourth and i was just sat there and i was like oh no move anymore i don't care yeah. i woke I know, up the next yeah. morning i was like laura what the fuck is 30 meters you could have just moved but in the moment i was like i, know, I have I know done my bit and i am proud <laughs> yeah no yeah oh yeah, well, because even, like, when we've been to New York and stuff in the past and, like, or, like, you know, you, you go on, like, a city break, you do, like, sometimes 25, 25,000 steps in a day. Yeah. And that's, like, intense. But the fact that you did nearly 70,000, like, I don't even understand. But well done, like, Thank huge you. achievement. Yeah, it's it's cool as well because, like, so I'm not, I, I will never say that I like running. Um but I love walking and to be fair I did walk most of that so it took me like 10 hours in total which I reckon was probably like a six hour marathon like a four hour half which I don't you know is that decent timings and all that kind of stuff considering I didn't run that much of it but I did start trying to do like half marathons and whatever just as well because like aerobic fitness is good for you 
And I like getting medals, and they don't give you medals for lots of sports, but they give you them for like running mm. stuff. So I was like, well, I want a medal. Um, like it. But the the first one I did was like October twenty eighteen, and then I did, and that was in Birmingham. Then I did a half marathon in Liverpool in March twenty nineteen, and I ran both of those. And like, do you know what it is? Between it, like stuff like that is physically taxing. It is. But it's mentally draining. And what I really appreciated in doing this, and it probably was because there was a bit of a a walk to it rather than, like, the hardcore trying to run it. But, like, me mentally coped with that the best. Because even when I did, like... So when I was doing my cycle across Vietnam and Cambodia in February 2020, um, like, we had a day where we did 72 kilometres and 36 degree heat. And, like, again, massively mentally taxing. Like, I remember getting to the end of it and I was just like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, I got this. We could do this. We need to keep going. And there was, like, this, the old people in my group and I was like, they're older than me. They're doing this. Lord. Like, <laughs> yeah. probably having to chant to yourself. Whereas with this one, I was just, there was so much less of that. And you know what? Like, fair play, I'll be my own cheerleader and I'll keep myself going. And, like, we've all got to do that for ourselves in life and just, like, pick mm-hmm. ourselves up and keep going. But it was just incredible to me how much less I needed that because I just believed in myself and I just backed myself and mm-hmm. like I just made it happen. And, you know, that was just really, really cool. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I get that. Like, that actually totally relates to something that I hadn't written down to talk about, but actually is, like, totally related. So um, I have, like, I have, like, I am not a runner, right? I'm not, I'm never going to be a runner, but I have ran. It's probably jog on and off since about, like, since, like, 2014, 2015, maybe. Mm-hmm. And last year, I bought a treadmill. Um, and, you know, I go on it from time to time, whatever. Um, and then... I forgot. I've lost my train of thought here. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, and then I always, like, try and run, right? But, like, my treadmill's in me, in my dining room. I'm looking out at the kitchen... And all I'm thinking is, oh, my brain is saying, stop running. You can't do it. Stop running. Like, just give up. Just stop it. Like, that's what my brain's telling me. And I've never, like, I always think, oh, I'm so unfit. But actually, I'm a lot fitter than I think I am. It's just my brain that wants me to stop it. It's my body can do it. But as I've been in isolation, I've got um, I've got Apple Watch and I pay for, like, Apple Fitness Plus, okay. which is, like, workouts related to... um. It, it's all synced up with you watch so like your rings it, it, it's all good so i pay for that and i did my first i've done three or four treadmill workouts while i've been in isolation and yesterday i ran for 45 minutes pretty much the whole time without stopping right and it basically do you know why because that bloody thing was distracting me the man who was like who i was doing the workout with was distracting yeah. me and it's like like you say it's all about your brain like i don't even think it's your body it's literally your brain saying you can't do it. Like your body can literally do it, and like, yeah, it, it's it's weird, isn't it? That it's your brain. It is. It's the whole mind over matter thing. Cause like, it is. I've had it where I'll go out and like I did a cycle or something like that. This was like in proper lockdown, and I went out and did a cycle. Um, was it was it a cycle or I went for a row? I can't remember. I went and like did something that was you know physically taxing. Could have been my mm-hmm. ex- like specific exercise for the day, but yeah. then got back and my. One of my flatmates was like, oh, she fancy doing a hit workout? And I just went, yeah, let's go for it. And it's that thing of, it seems really, like, 
oh, you must be so fit to do that, or like, that's really weird, da 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 I mean, I've probably got ADHD, so there's definitely an energy imbalance going on here. Oh, TikTok tells me that I've got ADHD as well, Laura. Like, I think I've just got trauma, guys. It's just it's trauma. Just it's it's not ADHD. Maybe it maybe is. It is. Maybe we've all got it. It's chronically undiagnosed yeah, in women, you know. I know, but like... Because we're just mad anyway, so... No maybe maybe we have got ADHD. Who knows? If anyone's got ADHD as a woman and they were diagnosed late, like let us know because TikTok is like convinced that I've got ADHD. So if you if you really have another diagnosis, like drop us a DM yeah. uh, at the Instagram Five Mile and Five One and like let us know like your experience with it because maybe we've got it. Yeah, too. M- please save Jess from social media diagnoses. Like she needs it. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got everything, one pain, and I'm like, that's it, I'm going to die. It's very bad. But yeah, like, so, like, but I, I say that tongue-in-cheek, but I do mean it. Like, I know in many ways I've just got, like, an energy level that a lot of people don't. But I also just like being mm. alive, and that helps too. Um, mm. But it is that thing of, though, like, doing things like that, like, switching up the, uh, like, the type of exercise and all those sorts of mm-hmm. bits. It is literally all to do with your head. Like, if you can get your head mm-hmm. around life like your perspective your mindset whatever you want to call it like you're just sorted it's always the people who are committed to being grumpy and being victims and being negative that live those lives like if you Mm. commit yourself to Mm -hmm. just like being honest having perspective and looking for the good where the good is and learning to laugh about things like it's gonna be better yeah, exactly. And obviously we've gone slightly off tangency, but what a relevant point for me is that I was actually thinking about, oh, I wonder if I'd speak about this on the podcast today, even though there was no relation to it, but now it's come up. So I'm going to say it because it seems like I should. Is that like one of the things I learned in CBT that I had last year, which I, I wish I'd learned the first time around when I had CBT when I was like 16. And it's difficult to say because I'm not saying that people are responsible for the home mental health conditions because they're not. But what CBT taught me was that you can actually help yourself and like you're the one that can like put strategies in place so like you know if I wake up and I'm feeling a little low in the morning like you know you always feel better when you get in the shower you always feel better when you get some fresh air like you always feel better if you take time to make yourself a nice breakfast to you know if you're feeling a bit like rubbishing yourself like putting a little bit of makeup on washing your hair putting a nice outfit on and they seem like little tiny things but you've actually got so much power to influence your own head you just don't always realize that you've got that so yeah like that's that's something that we all need to realize isn't it really that we can control more of our mind than we think we can now that's not to say oh you're depressed or you're anxious just go oh i'm not depressed anymore or like you know oh i'll just eat some porridge and then i'm fine like i'm not i'm clearly not saying that but there's room within them but them places that we exist to try and make ourselves at least a bit more lighter if only for a moment no i completely and utterly agree like when i did I love this. So when you see your CBT, when I said my CBT, um, like <laughs> therapy I remember, like say one of the things my therapist said to me was, I think I like she was as they do, like ask me about your week or whatever, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this week was quite a good week. Like I found myself when I was thinking these certain thoughts, like saying things that she said to me mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. sessions, and she was like, but that's the point of like CBT is that you actually learn to be your own therapist yeah if you think about it like right when you were a kid and especially when we were growing up like I I'd like to think the generation after us is way more open-minded and inclusive about like mental health but 
we ours no. wasn't no. like 100%. it just wasn't so i think you know when you're a kid though they talk to you like oh you gotta brush your teeth oh you've gotta like have your five fruit and veg a day oh you should go out for a walk and all this kind of stuff but they don't then go when you feel an emotion, ride it out, see what yeah, happens. When exactly. When talk yeah. about something, even yeah. if you don't want to talk, go have a cuddle. If you, you know, don't want to do any of those things and you want to be by yourself, that's fine. Make sure being by yourself is a healthy place to be. You know, mm-hmm. they just, that just wasn't taught no, to us. No. So that, I think in many ways, that's why so many of us have to then go to therapy mm-hmm. is because you've got to go and learn those things yes. and you've got to implement them. And then it's when you can't even bring yourself to implement them is when you've got to start looking at meds and stuff mm-hmm. to get you. You've got to get. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's when you're sick of your own shit is when you actually go and change shit mm-hmm. and get into that place. You know, it's sometimes, but yeah, absolutely, we can all look after ourselves. Yeah, and if if you need medication to make yourself mentally stable, that is perfectly okay and something that no one should ever be ashamed of. And don't let anyone ever make you feel like that's not a valid and suitable choice for your own personal life. You do you, boo. We here for you. Mm -hmm. I also hate the phrase, you do you. I fucking love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll talk about it in another time, but I'll tell you why I hate it in another time. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, the only reason I like it is because, in general, as long as you're happy and you're healthy, I'm not really asked what you're up to. Like, yeah, I, and, but for me, so yeah, I will tell you why. Maybe this won't say it, I don't know. But what annoys me about it is it's like it takes the responsibility off other people to, I don't want to say like be a good human. But it's almost like it passes the book to someone. Like, oh, you do you. Like, that's good for you. But it's like, is that really a good thing? Do you know what I mean? But we're like, oh, yeah, that's okay for you. But like, actually, are they doing something that's like really unhealthy? I don't mean like eating bad food, but do you know what I mean? Like for themselves or society, but it's almost like, oh, well, that's good for you. You do you. And we like don't support people along with the journey to maybe doing something better for them. We just go, well, if that's what you want to do, that's for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think there's two parts. I think there's the part you're saying for sure, where it's kind of like, but I think you get, you get to that point with people when you try to help them and mm. then they don't help themselves. Yeah. So there's yeah. a kind of stark element to it, like, fine, you do you, I did my bit, and you're just yeah. not being helpful. Yeah, is yeah. What it is. But then I think there's also the bit, which is where I was coming at it from, was like, people are going to do things that I wouldn't necessarily choose to do. Yeah. But they're doing them, and that's fine. If yeah. you're healthy. Go for you. Yeah, I'm on board with that side. It's just the other side of like, I don't know. Do you, you get what I mean? You get I what I mean. You yeah. I don't completely Good. agree, but I guess. Well, that's fine. That this podcast is a place for discussion. It's a safe place. Yeah. If you say, if you like that phrase, let us know. If you don't like it, let us know. We'll just chat about it forever. Yeah, you team Jess or team Laura, and you know. Yeah. Everyone likes team Laura. How's your week been, Jess? So my high of the week is um, I've had some lovely... So basically, I left my current job. Well, it's not my current job. Well, it still is because I'm technically still employed by them until Friday. So I left my current job last Friday. And I had so many lovely messages off people. Like, just lovely, really heartwarming, heartfelt, like, lovely things that people have said about me and, like, just yeah like it was just so nice what people have said and like it's almost like 
I wish we were all more like that with each other more of the time. Like, I'm not saying, oh, look at me, give me continual praise all the time. But I just wish everyone realised more often how valued and loved they were by the people in their life. And I just think, wouldn't that be nicer? It's like, isn't it? The nicest things are said about you at your funeral, but you're dead, so you can't hear them. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I wish we could all have like a little life celebration for each other like once a year or something so everyone was like do you know what i'm doing okay i just wish we had that more i just think it's not even like a necessarily the big set i mean this might be a difference in our personality thing though because like you're a birthday queen and i hate (laughs) yeah but like i'm sent but i am very very sentimental like as much as i don't like that i i love to commemorate things Mm -hmm. and i like hold on to like tickets and all that kind of stuff because of the sentiment but i just think from that though you you can do things every day like it doesn't have to be it shouldn't have to get to the big bang like oh no. my goodness i'm leaving now yeah tell me how much you appreciated yeah. me when they could have said thank you every single day that they knew you before that yeah well that's what i mean i just wish it was more of like a like a because sometimes i think oh i'd really like to send this person a message and like say something nice to them then i think i don't want to come across as creepy do you know what I mean? Or like a bit do weird. It. Or like, I know, and you should always do that nice thing. But sometimes I chicken out because I think, are they going to think I am weird? Um, but yeah, I yeah, just but think it's a good weird. It is a good weird. But I think if we could all just be like that a little bit more with people and just reach out yeah. to people and just say, like, I messaged um someone on Instagram, um because they posted something on their story, and I was just like, I just want to let you know, like, you know, you are like amazing, like blah blah blah, and then they replied to me was like oh my gosh, that is just the message I needed to hear. And he said, like, I've got this going on, I've got this going on. And like, you know, and I'm not close enough to know that about them. Do you know what I mean? I just saw the story. I was like, I'm just going to give them a little boost. And it was exactly the message that they needed to hear. So maybe we need to start telling people the messages that we think they need to hear, like nice, positive, kind messages. Just literally, I'm all for say what you think and feel. Like, it's terrifying. But... Make it happen, guys. Yeah. Because it's nice, isn't it? It is nice, yeah. And you'd like the same back, wouldn't you? And you shouldn't... I don't mean you should do it to get it back, but everyone appreciates a nice message. Yeah. Even if people don't look like they do. They do deep down. Yeah, exactly. Even if they, like, give you no reply and just look at you. That's their own awkwardness that they can't receive nice things. That's not on you for putting the nice thing out there. Exactly. Unless it's, like, a comment on, you know, where it's getting a bit, like, attractive and then we get into sexual harassment. Uh, yeah, so we leave that one. And if you can go and listen back to, like, episode, like, six or something. That's where we talk about that. Um, this has been the longest introduction that we've, like, ever done, Laura. I'm having a lovely chat. You <laughs> I, know, am just saying, like, I am, too. I am, too. I've got a plan for this, but I know. Cool. No, it's nice, isn't it? It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. As long as everyone else is having a nice time, too. Yeah, I'm sure people are. It gives people time to write their review while they're listening exactly to us. This is exactly why we did it. We're like, we'll just chat for a little bit while yeah. they type away Type about away. It. And then oh, now yeah. we're going to go over to the shredder and oh. we're going to get stuck into the good stuff. Segway slap. Fab. Proud of me. What are you sticking in the shredder? I've let, I've, I'm not unemployed. I'm not unemployed because I'm technically, you know, still employed until Friday, but I've got a week off work in between jobs. So I, I was literally sat here before, like, what can I put in the shredder? Like I've got a lot to say about work. Work's like everything in my life, right? Like all consuming and then I have like two days off and I'm like, do I have a job? Like I don't know who I am. <laughs> um so I think what I want to shred this week 
is the pretense of everyone having it all and being so invested in their life and their job and like they know what they're doing and do, do you know what I mean like I've had a few honest conversations with people last week because it was my last week at work and, you know conversations with maybe with people that you wouldn't have that openness with maybe yeah. normally I'm gonna tell you all the secrets because you're fucking off kind of and it makes you realize that everyone around you in in work like isn't necessarily having the time of their lives either, but we all come across like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh yeah, it's presentation. Like we all come across like we're all having a whale of a time, and it's the best thing ever, and it's the most exciting thing ever, and like oh you know, and it's not all, it's not like that. Um, obviously there's a certain element we talked about, you know, work versus home personas last time. There's obviously a certain element of like you can't go into work every day and be like, oh I hate this job, like. And especially if you're in a position of power, authority, I get that. But I just think, like, maybe we could all be a little bit more open and vulnerable about the fact that, like, when something bad's happening or when we're not feeling it, like, we we send that out to people and then we... then gives permission further down the chain for people to be authentic and open about their feelings too. Yeah, I completely agree. So that's what I'm going to shred, that, like, notion of, like, we're all having the time of our lives at work because you know chances are for at least some of the time of our working life we're not yeah so what do you want to put in the shredder well mine's actually quite closely related okay. to that in a way because i want to put in the whole people burning bridges thing oh okay so like when people leave somewhere and then all this like stuff just comes out and you're like oh my goodness mm-hmm. that's horrific or even when they're like on their way out and they just start being like you know they just stop doing everything, be completely unhelpful. Mm. Like, just, I mean, this phrase will speak for itself, doesn't it? Like, just burning their bridges mm-hmm. for where they previously worked. And it's that thing as well of, like, where you see some stuff and you go, well, you've clearly left for a reason. If that reason was you weren't happy and you didn't feel supported, that's fair. But did you talk about mm. it? Or were you just coming in and telling everyone that you were on it? Yeah, and you weren't. And then you were hiding it, basically, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you left and then all this shit comes out. And it's just... Because the thing is, as well, you're just going to end up dumping on everybody else. And I get that you're off to live your new life. And I'm really happy for you that you've got something to go and do for yourself. But, like, it's just inconsiderate. And it's rude. And I don't like it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I hope I've not done that to anyone <laughs> as I've left and been like, saying, Alex, Bye. I didn't do that, I didn't do that, I didn't do that. I, didn't do that. <laughs> I stayed on late on my last day to finish some work off because I'm so committed. <laughs> and I was also self-isolating and couldn't go out with people from work to celebrate that I was leaving anyway, so what else was I going to do? Sad times. Sad times. So, Laura, oh, look at this, look at this. Moving into... um. Our like discussion for this week relates to how what you've just talked about, what I've talked about about leaving jobs, etc. We're gonna talk about how do you know when it's your time to move on, to to go, to give up, to leave. And I suppose this can be, you know, obviously this is a work related podcast, but I suppose we can apply this to relationships, friendship, family, you know, all variety of situations if if that's relevant, like. How how do you know when it's time to go? Like, do you have any top tips for anyone? Like, just tell me all your thoughts and feelings about that. I think there's a lot to it. Like, there are actually quite a number of factors to it, which, unfortunately, does... Like, it is a difficult thing to do. It's a difficult thing to recognise. It's a difficult thing to go through. And in, in many ways, 
so many different things dictate it actually happened like for example you wanted a new job but did you get a new job the day you said you wanted a new job yeah no exactly yeah stuff like that so it's like okay so what do you do in that situation do you like do you go to your savings and say okay well i can have a couple of months off or do you you know all those sorts of different bits like there are always external factors yes. to it yeah yeah um but i think the things that you can control there's a few things um and part of it actually relates to my shreds. I think I think if you can, everybody will always end up at a point where I don't care if you're the nicest person in the world. You're so bitter, you'll burn bridges. Mm-hmm. Like you will be that sick of it, you'll end up just giving mm-hmm. up and not doing anything. Don't let yourself get to that point. Yeah, because I agree. you will see. You know yourself. You will see it coming. You will know what's happening. Da 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 da. Like do it before then. Yeah. Go out on a high because you've committed time and effort to a place. Why would you go out on a low? Like, yeah. you deserve better than that. Never mind everybody else. Like, you and your reputation deserve better. So, I think that's... Yeah, I agree. And, like, it is hard to tell that. But, as I say, it can happen. So, I, I believe, like, people can keep an eye on it. Um, I think as well, like, in terms of... It's not just a job, but I suppose, like, relationships and stuff too. Is like, are you still you? And are you the best you? Mm. like checking in on yourself on that like have you completely lost your identity to your job like when people talk to you is it work this work that work whatever like we've got to work this is a work podcast you know that that's the crux of why we started this Mm -hmm. thriving while nine to five and like so basic let's be honest and yet as much as we've said what our jobs are does anybody know where we work does anybody know who we work with? Does anyone know what we do day in, day out? Yeah. No. And that's because as much as this is, we've actively made this about work and what have you, work is in our personalities. Yeah. Like, this is our podcast yeah. about the workplace. It's yeah. not us letting off steam about our jobs because that's the only thing that we've got to talk about because that's the only thing interesting about us and da 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 Yeah. So I think, like, when you're hitting that point where all you talk about is work or, like, all you can think about and all those sorts of things. Like, in marketing, I don't know if you have found this, Jess, but it is, it's quite a creative job. So I'll be honest, sometimes I get a brainwave at, like, 8 o'clock at night and I just will. And it's because it, there's that level of creativity mm-hmm. to it where if you're trying to make something and stick it all together, your brain isn't going to necessarily no. do that for you between nine and half five. Yeah, you need a bit of, like, air in between, don't you? And that's fine. And I've like jotted a note down yeah. at like Sunday afternoon or something, or like I've seen a competitor's banner and I've been like, oh, that was, you know, yeah. and it happened. And it, I enjoy my job and like I don't mind that. But like if it's becoming just so encompassing of your life, like you start and end with your job title, it's too far. Mm. Like really back in. And it's the same with relationships and stuff too. Like if you, like I've always said, the perfect relationship is a Venn diagram. Like, it probably has got a bigger middle than it has edges, mm. but the edges are as significant and important mm. as the middle. I love that. That's a really good way to look at it. Because you got you want to have stuff in common, don't you? Like, you yeah. don't want to be bitching at each other all the time whenever the TV's on, like, oh, what are we going to watch? Yeah. Or what are we going to do at the weekends and we'll have you? But it's like, you know, when you and I were chatting, like, you want to go and do your own thing for a weekend or what have you. Like, I, as we've spoken about, I've travelled by myself and love it, like, I'm never going to give that up. Yeah. Like, I'm exhausted at the moment because I want to go and hang out by myself. And it's not because my friends aren't lovely and my family aren't lovely and all those sorts of things. 
but I want to go hang out by myself. Yeah, you've got to, like, your own needs need to be met first and foremost in every situation. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, the final thing as well is, like, do you know where you're going is the other Mm. question to ask yourself. The answer can be no. And within that, you can go, do you know what? No, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm just sat here being stale and I hate it, so I'm done. Yeah. That is a very valid answer. I'm not invalidating that no, in the slightest. I agree. But you have to you still have to be able to answer that question. If you've got no answer for that question, don't throw away your salary. Don't throw away yeah. your any chance of being in a place where opportunities will come at you and you can figure it out. Don't exit where you've got people to talk to about it who are in the know and who can properly support you. Like that is irresponsible i would say that's just my opinion please disagree with me like and you know anybody can but i just think unless you've got a sure answer whether it is yes or whether it is no mm-hmm. you if you've just got no answer then appreciate what you have and recognize it and roll yeah because maybe it doesn't matter enough at that time and maybe when it does matter enough and you need to make that change you'll know the answer to that question whether it is yes or no yeah well exactly like because there's always so many things going on like in your own life anyway that can then happen to affect work because you spend so much time at work like I had what I thought was a forever relationship completely break down six months into a job that quite frankly I never went looking for yeah yeah and if if someone had said to me like just walk away from it now you've got like the means to do it I probably would have done but it wasn't because of the job no it was because suddenly what I thought was going to happen in my life yeah completely and utterly wasn't and then you're just in this massive pit of like what am I up to and that's fine and it's a very you know that's a place that people will find themselves in like you know but it wasn't the job's fault so what and I'm so grateful actually that I didn't have the means to just walk out because I look on now three and a half years later and I'm in a really good place. Yeah, exactly. And you wouldn't be in the place you are now if you hadn't have gone through that previously. And it's hard exactly. to see that, isn't it, when you're in that, when you're in the like the low point. But like, you can look back at the high point and you can see how far you've come. Yeah, completely and utterly. Do you have any specifics that you would like? How did you know? Are you comfortable sharing that? Like, um, yeah, I think. The, the first thing I should say though is that I I always know that I should go before I do it and I mean like I wait too long to do it okay but I think that's me as personality um I'm very much a perseverer and I, I know that's a great thing it's a great it's a great quality isn't it to persevere to like battle through like to commit like that's a it's a great quality to a certain extent yeah. But it's the it's when you sacrifice your happiness or your health or your general well being or relationships or whatever because you have to see it through. That's where it's to the to your own detriment. So suppose like I think how did I know that I was ready to go? Okay, I'm gonna be brutally honest here. <laughs> okay. I know people I, love it. I know people from work listen. So I don't think anyone will take this like in a bad way. It's not a personal way. And I'm very grateful for the three years that I had there. But and I wrote about this recently. I've not shared it anywhere. But I realised that when I made the jump from my previous role before the one I've just left to that role, I didn't listen really to what I wanted. 
So, okay. so I think I've spoken about this before, but like, you know, 12 year old me wanted to work in fashion. And I knew when I was working in my old job in Manchester and I, I was miserable because I hated the commute. I loved the job. Like I really enjoyed the job, but I hated the commute. I was miserable. Like it was just, it, was, it wasn't a bad time. And I thought when I wanted to leave that job, oh, maybe I, and I want to leave that because of the commute was just too bad. Yeah. Um, maybe I should move to maybe like go back to an agency um, maybe I should, you know, do something more like that. Maybe move into more of like an advert side of things or work for a charity. Like that's what I was thinking. And I almost did the opposite because then I took a job in a really large corporate organization or fashion. And I think I let 13 year old me decide for 23 year old me what the right career yeah. move was. And it, I'm not saying it wasn't the right career move because I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't be where I am now, blah, blah, blah. But I think I could have made a better move then, which means that I probably knew I was ready to go because I probably hadn't made the right move in the first. It's not the right yeah. move because it was obviously the right move because I believe the way things all work out is right. But it wasn't the most beneficial. Like the driver behind know. it wasn't you yeah. in that moment. Yeah. It was you as a kid. And do you know what? It's mm. such a mad thing because like, so I look now at what my like, goal like job title is kind of thing and i look at what i wanted to do as a kid now they're very very similar Mm. but they are actually different Mm -hmm. and i have honestly had to sit down with child me and go you're still going in the right direction you just know more now and it's such a weird (laughs) conversation because you have this disappointment of like oh but i'm not doing that thing yeah no, but you're doing something else. That none of it is better or worse. Yeah. It's literally just a a choice that's informed by the more life that you've had. Exactly, and you couldn't tell seven year old you what it would be like if you like say you and um, oh like you grew up loving shopping and you wanted to work in a shop and that was like you, you go you wanted to be like manager of the massive department store. Yeah, well you didn't know at seven that that meant you'd have to work every weekend and you'd hate working every weekend and all your friends would work nine to five and you'd never see them and you'd never get yeah. paid enough to go on a nice holiday and all these things about your life that you wanted because you never knew at seven or 11 or 14 what it would mean to be an adult. Like, you didn't know yeah, that exactly. then. So how can you how can you know that? Na- you can only know that now, can't you? So, like, childhood exactly. you's probably always going to be disappointed, but childhood you was living for a fantasy and they didn't know the reality. Completely. Like, eight-year-old me wanted to be Gina Gold from The Bill and 27-year-old me wants to be Olivia Benson from Law & Order SVU. Now, to most people, they're like, well, what's the difference? Mm. Whereas if you understand the careers, they are very, very different mm-hmm. and it can feel quite lonely I think, like, this is the first time I've proper spoken about this. So it's, I'm, I'm loving that you're like, no, I've done the same thing. Yeah, oh, like, 100%. I've read something, Laura, and I will send you, I will send you the stuff when you can read it because I think you'll totally yeah. relate. Yes, please. Um, But yeah, like, it is that, it is that thing of just, oh, it's just being honest with yourself and mm. looking after yourself, isn't it? And like, also not allowing yourself to hold back. Like, we've had, it's one of our, affirmations at yeah. the end of a podcast haven't mm-hmm. we like get out of your own way yeah and it and it's some do you know what sometimes the kid in you just needs a cuddle and needs to be looked after yeah, and sometimes exactly. the kid in you needs to be sent to its fucking room because it's being annoying yeah exactly like yeah 100 percent. like totally 
But I suppose coming back to, to anyone who's thinking, should I leave my job or whatever, for me, the point I think for people is, if you can do your job really well, you should leave your job and go and get another job. Always make it difficult. Because you can... I just think you become lazy. Yeah. And you, it's like complacency. And I think anyone who's listening to this is probably interested in having a good career. If you're not bothered, right, and you're just like... You're happy enough with whatever your job is. You earn enough to have a nice life and that's what you care about. And you don't care about like progression or succeeding. If you could, if you are happy to stay where you are in the same money for the rest of your life, that's fine. You stay. But I feel like people listening to this probably want to advance in their careers. And if you can do your current job well, girl, you should be moving on. Uh, that's in yeah. my opinion. If you're already sat there going, should I leave my job? That is your first clue. It's exactly yeah. the same with like relationships and stuff like that. Like, yeah. should this person still be my friend? Should that person still be like my partner? Should this, should that? As soon as you ask yourself that question, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go and leave the job or the person or the whatever. But it absolutely does mean that you need to review the situation yes. that you're in and you need a level of change somewhere. Yeah, and it means then if you realise that actually I shouldn't leave this job or I shouldn't leave this relationship or friendship or whatever, it means then ultimately you can like re- like double down and recommit to what yes. you were already doing because you've took it and you've thought, no, do you know what? This is where I am and this is where I'm happy. Whereas if you constantly keep going back to the same decision, same decision, and you never make a commitment to stay or to go, whatever, you're always going to keep coming back and you're always going to feel, you know, unfulfilled or unhappy or like something's not right. So you have to reevaluate, don't you? Exactly. After that discussion, we'll move on then to the question section. And... um. We've had a little pre, you know, behind the scenes discussion about this week's questions. And basically the question I'm going to ask Laura, she's asking me, but I'm going to answer it before she even asks me because it's very related to what we've just talked about. And I feel like I'm on a roll. So my question for myself is (laughs) what do you know now about work that you wish you had known then? And why it's related to the previous discussion is what I realise, what I know now is that it's it's never simple to like leave work and it's not just a case of like there's so much to consider and I wish I'd known then that like uh, a commute might get you down or or you might get loads and loads of holiday pay or a great pension or you might get like you might hate the company culture like I wish I'd known when I started work that there are so many variables and angles and that you're never going to get the same somewhere else and there's always going to be part of work that you don't like and don't enjoy and you have to sit down with yourself like we've spoken about and assess the situation and say oh I hate this company culture but I'm paid well and I love my job so I'm gonna stick at it or you know I I hate my job but I'm paid dead well and the people that I work with are amazing so I'm gonna stay or you know this is this is great this is great but I'm actually like I get a good pension I get 45 days holiday you know they're really flexible this is great but actually every day I sit at my desk and I feel depressed because of this job and I think I wish I knew then that you're never gonna have a hundred percent tickless box of everything met 
and you have to be an adult and you have to sit down and you think what can I accept and deal with and and overcome and what you know what's that that phrase and it's like you have to know when to hold them and when to fold them is that the phrase yeah like I wish I had known then that you have to it's having your non-negotiables isn't yeah. it like yeah what is non-negotiable for you because it's the same like I love I'm finding it really interesting actually how I like this conversation is between <laughs> work and relationships yeah you're like no they must be so different but they're actually not because if you think about it it's the same as like when you're getting into a relationship with someone mm-hmm. like you know, you can meet someone and he's like, you know, got a similar outlook on life to you, makes you laugh, you've got like similar tastes in films and books and whatever, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. but then like, he supports Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or he reads the sun. <laughs> he reads the sun. Like, you know, or, you know, just just silly things like yeah. that. Because to be fair, like reading the sun, that is a non-negotiable. Exactly, like, 100%. We're not going out if you read the sun. Daily Mail, we're going to have words about. Yeah. Sky, we'll also have words about, but I might get over. Like, but no. Would you ever date a Tory, Laura? Would no, you ever? Couldn't do it. Never. Is no. that a non-negotiable? Could not do it. What about couldn't a Lib Dem? I'm pulling a face there. Sorry, <laughs> I think the it's, silence told people though. Yeah, it's but this, so this is the thing though, yeah. right? Because it is, it, it's it's about values yeah. for me, yeah. and I'm like, so I'm not saying that every single Tory is a bad person or every single Lib Dem is somebody who just can't make their minds up so chills in the middle. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, everybody's got their convictions and yeah. I fully support that. And I actually, you know, we've said this before, love having conversations with yeah. people of opposite opinions because that's how you learn. Like, I'm all for it. But you know what? If it's like day to day, that's your person that you've got to sit and have like every meal with mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. I'm not having someone who tells me Maggie Thatcher was a good idea. Yeah. Like I just can't, I yeah. don't. My brain doesn't need that. Yeah. And and I'm sure in reverse, they don't want me telling them that Jeremy Corbyn's the best idea ever. Like yeah. it just it. I think it only works if it doesn't matter to you. You and mm. it matters to me. It's my non-negotiable. That's fine. But then, like you know, whereas I was giving like the football thing, it's not ideal. But it's negotiable because at the end of the day, yeah, we're all bothered about, you know, we might support a team and all those sorts of things. And we can joke about, oh, well, you bring the kids up. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But does it really matter? Yeah. And I think it's funny, like, to tie it back to relationships and work. It's funny that you say that because going back to, like, what I wish I'd have known then. Like, as you grow, you change who you are as a person and your non-negotiables yeah. are different. Like, I think, so I've been with my husband since I was 18 and I think I'm at 26 now I'm a different person to when I met him at 18 and I I can't think of any examples but like there's obviously stuff that my opinions maybe changed on and maybe that's a maybe I've got I can't think of an example but maybe I've got stuff that would be a non-negotiable if I met someone new now but we're that's interesting but we're together and married and committed to each other so it's like what do you compromise on, yeah. And that's the same in work. Like, you realise that will you compromise on a big pension or a big salary or, like, an awful commute if you like the other elements? Like, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it 100%. It's a constantly evolving process. But yeah, it's like, I wish then that... I wish I knew then that you have to compromise at some point. 
yeah that makes sense no i think that's completely fair it is because it's that it is that thing as well like if you don't if you particularly if you like go down the kids route and stuff you know it might be completely fine when like you're single and you've got travel is involved the pay gets you a couple of holidays a year and drinks on a weekend um and then like you know there's a few opportunities and you can just you can do things at the drop of a hat and Mm -hmm. that gets you a really good name in the business but then when you've got kids to go home to and like they've got a routine and stuff like that well you can't do things at the minute you want as much holiday and pay as possible because kids are expensive and you want to go and see their nativity and like it's all those different bits isn't it and like you're just not going to need that when you yeah. don't have them compared to when you do. And that's a fact of life. Yeah. And it's okay to realize that that changes and you change yeah. as a person and you're not going to be the same forever. So it, it's okay to, it's okay to realize that and to not, to say goodbye to the things that aren't working for you anymore, whether that be work, a job or relationship, a friendship, like, but yeah. Exactly. I feel like we've had a really good discussion tonight, Laura, about loads of different things. So I'll ask my question now back to you, selfish me, asking myself at first. All about jazz. I know. Well, you know, it is half of my podcast. Um, So. Half of mine as well. All right. All right. I call myself the host instead of co host when I tell people about it because, like, you know, gotta, like, hype it up a bit. So it just sounds better. You look really I'm like not sad. validating that with an answer. You can do one. No, but like when I email people about trying to get guests on, I say co-host. I'm not a dick. <laughs> I'll change it to a co-host. Oh my goodness! When we um, rule the world, are you gonna try and be like prime minister? Because I thought I was gonna be prime minister. Laura, you know that there would be like a race to the death. Gail, do you not remember that like that debate that we had in psychology and I won, and I was like fucking buzzing. You didn't though. I did. <laughs> I don't remember you winning. Maybe you've maybe you've like blocked the pain out. Maybe you <laughs> were just like saying so many different things, and I got bored, and I was like, "She's not actually answering me anymore. She's just repeating herself because I have so many amazing points that she can't answer." No. And I'm gonna move on. I think I just valued my time. I don't think you won. <laughs> I remember that, like, debate so well, Laura. Like, so well. Like, that classroom doesn't exist anymore because they've knocked it down. So, do you know what I think as well? This makes me laugh. So, you know the amygdala part of the brain? The Amy G. Dollar. I always remember that. It comes up on, like, random ass TV shows all the time. Every single time someone says it, I think of you going, oh, the Amy G. Dollar. Not going to forget that now. Exactly. I'm so glad you remember that because I remember like why did I I think it's just me and who I am as a person but I did read it as like Amy G Darla rather than like a Magdala and I'm so glad that you remember that too if anyone who was in psychology with us like still refers to the Magdala as the Amy G Darla like can you let us know because <laughs> like that is such a fun memory of school oh such fun time so yeah back to back to the question I can't even remember if I've asked yet what do yep. you wish what do you know now you wish you'd have known when you first started working? Do you know what? I wish I knew how big of a deal work was. Mm-hmm. Like, just the fact that I think I got it. But, like, <clears throat> so you know when you're at school mm-hmm. and, like, school is a big deal. But let's be honest, so is, like, your sports team that you mm-hmm. might be on. Which, yes, is connected to school, but, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So is, like your friendship group and yeah. who's fallen out with who. So, mm-hmm. like, 
stupid like boys and all that kind of nonsense yeah. so it's your favorite tv show yeah. so is this so is that so, so you know the holiday you might be going on with like your mum and dad or yeah. whatever yeah like, there's just mm. it is about school and getting things done but like i think you know when exams and stuff rolled around or like homework it was always a really big deal because as much as school was a thing it wasn't the only thing whereas now at work i'm constantly in exam season Mm, yeah that's such a good one yeah yeah i get yeah and it and it, it's that thing like you know I, you know what i was saying it's one of my points is like make sure work doesn't become that like, you don't become your job title but like it's hard and i don't think i realized how hard it would be mm. and i think as well like depending on the job that you do so like it's not really for me right now but it could become it with the goals that i have but for example people who were like doctors and stuff well, why wouldn't you just be a doctor? Like, a doctor saves lives. How mm. is that not you? And yet, at the same time, it's still your job. Like, it mm. can't be. You've got to be a person outside of it. And that, I just don't think I ever gave any, like, acknowledgement or any preparation within myself as to what that was exactly going to be like because mm-hmm. I just didn't know. Yeah, exactly. I suppose, like, going back to childhood, us. You didn't, you couldn't grasp that, could you? When before yeah. you did it, because you wouldn't have known what it felt like to do it. Exactly, and it, yeah, and it is just heavy, and it is a lot. But like, because it's a thing as well. Like, I also, I don't want a career that I'm not happy about taking over. So it's almost like we've just got into this mindset of work is a massive part of your life, full stop. Mm. And we've talked about this, haven't we? Like, yeah. what do, what's our ideal for work and all those sorts of things. And I think that's the thing, though, as it stands right now, we're just all accepting of this way of the world where, like, work is a massive part of your life. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I'm like, well, if it's going to be such a big part, I want it to be something that I love yeah. and, like, you know, is, it, like, purpose-related and all those sorts of things, which is very, very personal. Mm-hmm. But it's still not me. I still want to be me. Yeah, yeah. It's an extension of you or a part, it's a part of you, isn't it? It's like a, yeah, like a, like if you were a Trivial Pursuit thing, it'd be one of your cheeses. I've never played Trivial Pursuit. So. Oh, it's, it's, you're looking at me really blank. I was sat here going, that's a cracking analogy. Why am I not getting like rapturous applause and agreement? I mean, I think everyone else There's in the like... world has probably played it. So you carry on and yeah. I'll just, I'll be really enthusiastic. Like I know what you're talking about. So we'll do that one again. Okay. So in Trivial Pursuit, you yeah, get yeah. like a a little plastic circle thing that's got like open segments in it. And then when you answer certain questions, you get a coloured triangle that's called a cheese that goes uh, into the open segment. I see. Okay. So you like block that one off. Yeah. So I'm saying you are the plastic thing with open segments. Ah. And the cheese is work. But there's other... One of six. There's other segments as well i get you i get you that was slightly better i appreciate it when you fake it for me (laughs) anytime anytime so this is from a section of the some a book that i'm writing um and the section is called but a dream job doesn't really ever exist and i feel like it's related to what we've spoken about 
work like all things in life can be difficult and complicated but it doesn't have to be everything about you it's absolutely amazing if you feel your life life's clear purpose is to help people and you feel incredibly fulfilled in your career as a doctor but if you just enjoy working in a library or being a teaching assistant because it's nice and you fell into it that's perfectly okay too it's okay to work a dull nine to five if you're content to while away the hours making enough for a comfortable life and three holidays a year. It's okay to drift from job to job with no idea whatever you want what with no idea what you ever want to do so as long as you feel happy and fulfilled in some way whether that's through personal craft projects or raising kids. Maybe in time you'll come to realise that the greatest work you'll ever do will be unpaid and unsuitable for a CV. It will be the work you do in your own heart and mind, tackling your trauma, privileges and biases. It will be the way, it will be in the walls of your own home, creating a safe space for you and others to retreat to, making meals or cakes for times of crisis or celebration and caring for young children or ageing parents. Maybe the work that matters in the long run will be in the spaces outside your office or place of work, the work that at the time seemed to exist to fill the cracks of the life left outside the hours of unemployment may in fact be the very glue holding you all together. Work can be big, it can be fulfilling, exciting, a huge part of your life, something that strengthens and sustains you, makes you feel alive, hopeful and like you're making a difference. And maybe to you it does feel like a dream or it can simply be something that enables you to buy this book and meet your mate for dinner tonight. The choice is yours. I love it. That was like proper spoken word. That was amazing. That's just a little little section of the book. But like I feel like that sums up what we've been trying to say. So yeah, that's my affirmation to finish to finish because it was like 18,000 words. Thank you so much. It's okay. No, that was lovely. Thanks. I don't like yeah, I I don't have anything to expand on except just just summarise it perfectly, everything that we've been saying. Fab, great. <laughs> should we should we end Thank the podcast? <laughs> yeah, let's go there. Thank you, Jess. Thanks, Sorry, Laura. I said that really loud, like, <laughs> no, I'm trying to be all of the voices that are listening to this because they'll all be really grateful too because sharing things like that is a big deal. So oh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Make sure you leave us a review if you haven't already. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at thrivemore95m. And we'll be back next time for episode 13. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And thanks to Evan Digital for the production of this podcast.